2: inventing tomorrow starts now and here are your hosts vanessa Alava and sue robinson
1: hey everybody it's sue here and it's vanessa please remember to show some love on social media it's we get real af across the board on twitter facebook linkedin and instagram
0: we are doing something a little bit different today recently we sat down and met with our we get real af podcast team via zoom And just had a conversation to introduce all of you to the amazing people who help us bring this podcast to you every week. So um, we're going to play that for you in just a little bit. It sounds a little bit different than usual just because we're in Zoom, um, but we're really excited about helping you guys get to know who brings you the show every week.
1: Yeah, we touch on what we've loved about this year, what we've done, new and different things that we've tried on the show. And uh, we also kind of tease what's coming up in uh, 2021. So uh, stay tuned. Also, check out the video that we'll be posting across social and on our new YouTube page.
0: And just so you guys know, we are giving everybody a bit of a break. Next week, we will not have an episode on December 28th so you can enjoy the holidays with your families but we are excited to bring you great new content we'll be back here the first week of january merry christmas happy holidays and a healthy new year the end of december will mark our 6th month of actually releasing podcast episodes we've put out 30 wow Woo! so far this year we've had people from microsoft google facebook we've had a woman who helped launch the Mars rover, we've had a woman who is going to explore Mars, we've had app developers, and just, I'm so inspired. And I know you are too, Vanessa, it's been an incredible um, incredible ride in 2020 for the show. It has been, and to think that uh, just in, last
1: month, November, it would have been a year since we even had the discussion of the idea. Um, it definitely it feels like a huge accomplishment, and I'm so proud of us. And yes, to our, to the point of our guests, um, you know, people from all over the world. Really, we've had guests from Europe, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa. I mean, you name it, we've we've had them on, and um, I think that's just incredible. And it just goes to show that
0: our message is uh, that relevant. Absolutely. And so we couldn't do it without our awesome team. So we want to introduce you guys to our audio engineer, sound designer extraordinaire, Sam McLean, and our awesome new associate producer and idea bringer, Flo Lumson. And so why don't you guys just um, introduce yourselves. Sam, why don't you go first and just tell everybody a little bit about yourself?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm Sam McLean. I'm the audio engineer, audio producer for WeGraph. So I'm sure that uh, any of our fans are, are used to my 20-second snippet of voice in the middle of every episode. I uh, hope that that gives you a wee break from all the tech speak. And yeah, I'm uh, here in Atlanta. I used to live in Raleigh near uh, Sue and Vanessa, and I'm working the freelance job in in Atlanta.
0: One of the things I love about Sam is when we all work together at the same company, Sam has a font of knowledge about a little bit about everything. And it's so fun, like when we all have gone out to work dinners together and you telling us about articles you've read or um, just little like trivia, but really interesting. And stuff. Every
3: so, once in a while, it's useful information as well. I get lucky.
1: <laughs> you ever need a lifeline? Sam is your guy.
0: And Flo, you are the newest member of the WeGraph team and we are thrilled to have you on board. So tell all our listeners a little bit about your story and how you came to find us.
2: Oh, thank you, Sue. I'm also super excited to be part of this team. I love podcasts and I love women in tech. I like to think that I am one. I you know, want to be an active part of women in tech um, and, and our voices. So what better way than to join these amazing women and all of their amazing voices, uh, supporting them, lifting them up. I am also here in Raleigh. Um, But I recently, well, relatively recently, COVID recently, moved back from uh, the West Coast where I was working in virtual reality um, and filmmaking and communications um, and loved it, but felt the draw home. And uh, I'm just so pleased to meet other amazing women that I can connect with here in Raleigh and kind of continue on my journey as a woman in tech. And also, for work, I've been um, working freelance quite a bit as a video producer. I have my own production company called Dance and Flow Productions um, at danceandflowproductions.com. And tell us about the dancing part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up dancing and singing, but dancing is my, um, ironically, my name is Flow, and I think my flow state is definitely when I'm dancing. So um, it's kind of my purest form of of life is when I'm dancing.
1: I love um, just anybody with like a, a dance or theater background, just because that's kind of where I come from. And I think that we all have like, some musical, like, vein running through our team.
0: Vanessa, you and I should share a little bit about ourselves, too. My background is, is TV news. I was a reporter, anchor for many years, and I'm a mom of three grown daughters. They're in their 20s, and I really wanted to do um, this show is because, A, I wanted to learn more about technology because I see how rapidly it's changing and how much it's influencing just our everyday lives. And I really, really wanted to showcase women in this space because I want them to be a role model for my own daughters. And I want my daughters to know that, you know, even if they never have a quote unquote tech job, they still have an important voice in the conversation about things like ethics and AI and virtual reality and, um, you know, privacy rights and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And I come from an entertainment background. I recently relocated to Raleigh, Durham on the West Coast and I was in uh, reality television, unscripted television. Um, so I've always been either in front of the camera or behind the camera. I love telling people stories and just love stories in general um, and entertaining people. The idea for the podcast kind of sprung in, in a time where I was feeling um, kind of torn between having to, to work and enjoying what I do at work, but wanting to be more creative because it was something that I'd done for so long and I wanted something of my own. And Technology is the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we wanna hear from you guys, um, Sam and Flo. What are your thoughts about our, our first season and kind of what are your takeaways?
3: I, you're kind of uh, getting a train of thought of, I guess, why is this podcast important to us? And uh, I just wanted to mention, I, I come from a whole world of technical people. My dad was a electrical engineer and that, that's what brought my family over to America in the first place. And uh, now my wife is a biomedical engineer here in Atlanta. And uh, I'm incredibly proud of her and the work that she does. Uh, and she also has two or three generation of women bosses above her. And so I've been really enjoying hearing a lot, of, a huge range of different women speaking about their own journeys and how they've found their own little wedge into this very male-oriented field of, of tech. Uh, and, and it's been interesting to see how women have come from many different backgrounds and found different routes into where they are today. So that's been one point that I've been most interested in. With the, uh, the tech aside, I've been most interested in kind of how we got where we are today.
1: I'll jump in on that because I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways from from everybody we've interviewed this year is that no path is like perfect and straight. Like winding pads are a-okay and there's a reason for that and we learned a beautiful word from our friend Esprit Devora with the Women in Tech show called pronoia meaning that um, it's the opposite of paranoia so pronoia is uh, the idea that life is working um, in your favor conspiring in your favor regardless of the circumstance so it could be in your eyes good or bad but in, in, in life in general, it, it's the way things are supposed to go, and it's for your good. Um, and I think that that's so powerful. I, I want to say women, but I don't know. Maybe Sam, you can you can chime in here. I think it's just human nature sometimes to question yourself and look back and say, "Oh, I should have could have woulda or done this differently or that differently, but um, you know, nothing is perfect and, and that's it's- okay.
3: It's a thin line between flying and falling with style, right? (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Well, I just remember too, like when Sue and I first started the podcast and started reaching out to people, we were um, excited, but also like hesitant, like we're we're new at this, like we're just getting out there and, you know, we're, we're building the plane as we're flying it. And I remember one person specifically told us, we're all doing that. And that stuck with me because I was mm-hmm. like, oh my. And that was the first of many people who just kept echoing that that message.
0: And these are badass women. I mean, I think that's the thing that's really kind of built my confidence this year is like, like Vanessa was saying, I think we all kind of struggle a little bit with imposter syndrome sometimes. And um, seeing these women who are so incredibly accomplished and A, they were gracious enough To say yes we absolutely want to be part of your podcast we absolutely want to be part of this mission we need to shine the light on more women who are doing cool things but also the fact that they have this incredible humility that i think comes if you go through life and you have your ups and downs and your successes and um learning experiences (laughs) i don't call them failures um i think it makes you a more humble person and i think it makes you a more confident person that's been a huge takeaway for me this year but I want to let Flo um, weigh in too. What What are your thoughts about all that?
2: Well, you know, I am very new to the team, but the reason, as I've been listening to the podcast and also my initial impression has been reinforced that you guys are just doing an excellent job. You are new to this medium, but you wouldn't know it. Like you're both just so professional and well-spoken and organized and you know, on task. And it it just shows every episode is consistently high quality. And um, it's just a great new podcast to amplify women's voices. And so I'm super excited to be part of the team. More specifically, I also loved hearing about, I mean, I think just generally, when you listen to podcasts about technology, at least the ones I listen to are, are often men speaking and to be, to be general, of course, there are some women, but to really focus in on all the different women that may not have been spotlighted yet, or I haven't heard of, um, and all the amazing things they're doing, going to space, um, building video games and changing the industry, maybe in kind of a quiet way. Like I love hearing what they're, what they're up to. I just, I, I didn't know. It, it's, it's inspiring to learn about their stories and to learn about new women.
1: Well, we, that's something we touch on and Sue and I talk offline all the time, you know, that um, <laughs> women are doing things in the space and they just haven't been spoken about. I mean, we talk, we hear about men all the time. No offense, Sam, but, <laughs> but I mean, this is such a, an interesting space because like, that's what you think of when you think of technology. I mean, like the stereotype is like the college kid in a t-shirt and jeans with potential glasses, you know, and very casual. But yeah, he's working in San Francisco at a startup and doing <laughs> cool things. But women are in the space; they're kicking ass, and we are bringing those stories out. And I'm so happy to be a part of a mission like this, where you know it, it's it's about damn time that somebody's talking about it and and finding these people. And some of them are working for amazing organizations like. Facebook Microsoft Google which I'm so like thrilled that we've had the opportunity to chat with these these people working for such high profile names that we hear in our homes all the time but they're entrepreneurs starting their own companies their own tech companies um, that may not may or may not be in San Francisco you know and uh, it's just changing the face of what this industry is and the potential for it I just want to add to your point
2: that when I think about why it's important I think about investors and women who want to start companies. The problem with not having representation in the media is it hurts our ability to get investment. It's hard to like put that into simple terms. We need to be out there showing off all the amazing things that we're doing so that when we go to ask to raise funds for our own projects, people think, about all the w- women that are doing this, this work and it's not such an anomaly. It does, and you know,
0: it's interesting that you say that because um, several of our guests have said the most important thing that they want to give back is that they didn't have somebody who looked like them when they started out. And so they want other young girls who are interested in these fields, again, who may or may not be the math science brain, right? They might be a, a creator, um, but they want to show those girls that there's somebody who looks like them who's further down the path and is successful. So anyway, I wanted to, to pivot and ask you guys two questions. One is what you, what topics you think would be really interesting for us to try to cover in 2021 and then some opportunity that happened as a result of this year.
3: Yeah. I think the automotive field right now is a super innovative field and it would be really interesting to get somehow into, into that topic in tech.
0: I remember in
1: California a few years ago, we drove by a guy who was sleeping, <laughs> and that was nerve-wracking. Um, but yes, I think that for sure, like, how that technology is evolving and how we're making it safer plays into our uh, ethics uh, conversation, too, AI mm-hmm. ethics and, yeah, you know, self-driving cars. There's a lot of uh, damage that can be done if that's not done properly, basically.
2: But there's also a lot of pros. Like, there's a lot of people with eyesight or... Other disabilities, maybe anxiety disabilities, that have trouble getting around because they they can't drive or they have trouble driving. And there's a lot of data to suggest it's going to be a lot safer. So I just think it's a really kind of juicy debate that would be great. It would be fun to get into.
3: I agree. Actually, interestingly enough, there's a lot of innovation right now going into audio in cars. That's a very isolated uh, little room that you're in your car at all times, so you can really do some interesting uh, psychological tricks with the speakers because it's a very controlled environment. And then I think I'm always interested in the guests that have a hand in education in some form. So I would love to see more uh, education-oriented careers and jobs on, on the show.
2: We've talked about ethics in VR before more in terms of mental health. Another ethical concern that came up on my LinkedIn conversation this week was about all the data that they're going to be able to gather about your body, your emotion. It's actually a lot of like where your eyes are looking. Like It's a lot more than I had thought about. And so just coming from a VR background, I'd love to... Have one episode about um, establishing safety and ethics standards for technology um, in the virtual reality and augmented reality space.
0: I, I think one of the things that's so interesting to me is the disparity between how fast these technologies are emerging and evolving and the legal system's ability to keep up and I mean it's good in a way that you know our legal system and our legislative system don't make snap decisions that that change the landscape but it is also a challenge because um, how how do you regulate? How, how, do, how does our system regulate the impacts and the ethical effects of technologies that we really don't understand what they'll be yet because the tech is so new?
1: On the topic of AI ethics, which I know that that comes up so frequently, but it's so pertinent to to everything we discuss, I wonder if we could find someone at an organization that is in charge of, hey, being that voice in the room, like, hey, have you guys considered this? (laughs) Um, Because we haven't found that yet. And every time we talk to these people who are experts in AI, they always say, yeah, you know, those people don't exist really, that those questions really aren't being asked. If an organization out there has a person, (laughs) they're listening, and wants to be on the show, we'd love to talk to them. And how they how they got into that organization, how they were able to, I guess, convince people that that role was needed and, and how, they, how they've made an impact.
0: One of our guests, Mary Gray said that I thought was such a good point was, she said, so many of the people who speak about these technologies are in kind of the ones who are selling it. <laughs> you know, They're building it and selling it. Mm-hmm. So their job is really to try to advance it, which I totally get mm-hmm. because they're new tech and they need to sort of get buy-in and get people to understand it. But You also need somebody who's visionary who can go, okay, here's what I see five years down the road, 10 years down the road from it, specifically human impact implication standpoint.
2: I just always like to think about it in terms of like nuclear power, like every powerful new technology that we come up with can be used for good or for bad. Mm -hmm. And when something's immersive and it's like, whoa, like I'm in this whole new world, like that's an opportunity for healing but it's also an opportunity for trauma. Um, so I just, it's such an important conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, even with AI ethics, going into that diversity, equity, and inclusion too, it's like, okay, is this product or software or whatever it is that you're creating, diverse, uh, uh, you know, equal and inclusive? Um, I think those conversations, who's in the room to say, hey, that product, might work for this population, but have we considered this population? Right. I mean, it's, as a human being, you would want to include as many people as you can. It's only going to make your product better and appeal to more people. More people will purchase it.
0: So what's 2020 been like for you guys? Has something great happened this year as a result of the craziness of, <laughs> of COVID and, and quarantining and remote work and all that kind of thing?
3: Well, I've had a a whirlwind of a year to date, I suppose. In the last year and a half, I moved states, I got married, I got a dog, I bought a house, (laughs) and then also starting my business and this being my first uh, full year of freelancing, uh, it's it's really been a whole year of firsts for me. So being stuck at home hasn't felt so quiet necessarily. I've been staying very busy.
2: It, it's been a challenging year, but I think some of the highlights have been kind of the other side of the challenges. Um, so you know, I was looking for a full time job, and it would still be great if it was the right fit. Kind of the difficulty in finding a job has allowed me. The to allow myself to pursue my passions a little bit more and continue doing video production. And, um you know, maybe that's how it's meant to be. We'll see. I remember
0: last spring when we were first under lockdown, my husband and I would go for walks at the end of the workday. And it was like, this time I would normally be sitting in traffic. And now I'm walking with my best friend and we're having these cool conversations. So I think for me, it's just been like, having to rethink our assumptions like I now know I can do my job at the desk that I have at home I don't have to drive an hour to sit at a different desk and do the exact same thing and I I think for me too just like having the opportunity this year to think really creatively and to try different things because it felt like a year where all your prior assumptions were off so why not just go for it and and try new stuff and, and see what, what sticks. And the podcast has definitely been part of that for me.
3: I hope that on a, on a broad level, we're able to reevaluate the work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And I think that having everybody at home and realizing, okay, most jobs don't require you to be in nine to five, five times a week, you know, being able to focus more on your physical health, taking those walks and extra runs and everything like that is, I think, hitting the reset button on on that relationship between our work and our personal lives. I think we've kind of needed for a long time. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I mean, it just goes along with everything we've been saying. Um, Yeah, work-life balance, the silver lining with all of this is that to Sue's point, you're not sitting in traffic, you're not having to worry about the pickups and the drop offs, you're waking up and you have other little things you have to worry about, you know, obviously childcare, which we have somebody coming in to help with with that. Um, But it's been a blessing. It's been all this extra time that I've been able to spend with my family Um, and yeah, work with my husband in in our office. Um, So that's been a huge silver lining and the best thing to come out of 2020 was obviously my son. Uh, so I'm, I'm very blessed. So I just go back to time. Time was my worst enemy before all of this. And now it's, uh, it's a blessing to be able to have that back.
0: I think it's really important to focus on the positive. That's definitely something I know we all really agree with for the show. And I just want to put put that out there because although it has certainly been a difficult year in many ways, um, it's also because it's been unprecedented, it's given us chances to do things and and to live a little differently. And that's a good thing.
2: Another thing I was grateful for this year is I made some amazing girlfriends and my parents moved away and I just had like a few friends. We just hung out and we got really close. So um, like you said, it's been an opportunity to kind of get close with the few
1: people that you have, the family that you have. What are you guys excited for for 2021?
0: Honestly, the vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pretty wow. nice Sorry. I bet you never thought you'd hear yourself say I can't wait for it to get a shot right yeah, a shot. all <laughs> year all I want is a vaccine
3: <laughs> I uh I personally can't wait until we can travel again um pretty much all of my extended family is over in Scotland mm-hmm. and my grandparents have had some health issues this year so I really haven't been able I've been able to talk to them every once in a while but their hearing is bad and on over the phone, it's just not great. So uh, it, it's gonna be really nice when I'm gonna get the opportunity to go back over to Scotland again. I'm really
1: looking forward to, at least here in the US, um, for our listeners that are overseas, uh, we have a, a change in administration, so I'm really looking forward to just a sense of humanity being restored. Um, and just, I don't know, coming, coming together. I feel like we've been disconnected and, and under an administration that is, has amplified that, unfortunately, so I'm looking forward to unity. I'm looking forward to um, being inspired again by leadership. Um, so I, I think that's, uh, that's really
3: important. Come this coming year. It's definitely some of the most divided that America mm-hmm. has been in, uh, in my lifetime.
0: Because of our technology and our devices, we can curate our own information ecosystem. So we can mm-hmm. follow the news media outlets that agree with us. We can follow the influencers who you know, say that we're right, we're right, we're right all the time. And we can create an echo chamber and not listen to voices that disagree. And consider those points. I think technology does facilitate that. So the onus is on us as humans to go back to thinking things through, being respectful, and having those those spirited conversations that recognize that we don't have all the answers ourselves. And um, there's humility in that.
2: My, my best friend and I have pretty different political centers, but we overlap on, I think, what we think is most important, you know, just like science is real, climate change is real, humans should be generally good to each other, like, Mm -hmm. but we disagree about a lot of things. And I actually, because I know her heart, and she knows my heart, we really listen to each other. And we have definitely changed each other's minds, or at least opened each other's minds to thinking about things in a different way than we were originally thinking about them. And I think that's where the magic of two different philosophy is coming together to make progress happen that's where that happens is is having some goodwill towards your neighbor and their and their intentions and listening to them
0: Even if you don't agree with somebody, show them some grace. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of the word grace, I think a topic that I would love to cover in the new year, um, Vanessa, is I would love to talk about the intersection of spirituality and faith and science and and technology because I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a Christian. My faith is super, super important to me. And I feel like there's another divide of you either think science is real or you don't and, and you're in a spiritual kind of headspace. And I am somebody who thinks both are very real, and and that they need to um, both be respected, and that they can serve each other. So I think that would be a really cool topic to explore.
1: Absolutely, I think that would be great conversation. Spirited, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. but good. And I think for, for sure, I mean, spirituality and science can live in harmony. Um, and and there there's there's proof in putting with with technology, you know. And then there's there's faith, and you know that's a personal choice that you make to have that faith or not.
0: What you've experienced and what's been proven in your own walk Mm -hmm. and your own life. So uh, yeah, I, I think we can take a lot of cool deep dives in 2021 and we're really excited we are
1: excited. Before we get into the lightning round, let's just mention a couple things that are coming up on a We Get Real AF, so to, to, to keep listening and keep engaging with us on social media. We have been invited back to the podcast magazine come January, so we're really excited about that, that we're going to have another little feature in that magazine um, to get the word out about us and what
0: we're doing. Uh, for those we, of you guys who don't know, we were actually... Um, Recognized as the top technology podcast uh, in the September issue of Podcast Magazine, so we're we were very very honored.
1: Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. We've also uh, applied for the um, Webby Awards uh, and the Ambies, which are brand new to podcasting. So our our names in
0: uh, in the hat, as they say. If you're listening to this and you can think of a topic or a person that you know needs to have the light shined on what they're doing and who they are. Let us know, reach out to us on our website or on social media where we get real AF on all um, social media channels.
1: All right. Lightning round, right?
0: What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
3: I always grew up wanting to be an electrical engineer, just like my dad. So kind of probably a more technical field, either programming or electrical engineering.
1: Awesome.
3: I am really a nerd at heart. I know that race car (laughs) driving, (laughs) but I'm trying that as well already, so.
1: Yeah, a nerd that race car drives.
3: (laughs) It's hard to have a dream second job when you already kind of have one.
1: (laughs) Flo,
2: how do you define success? I define success sometimes as showing up, and by that I mean, you know, you might have doubts, you might not feel like you've prepared perfectly or you're perfectly organized, but you know, you just have to show up and do your best and learn from
1: whatever happens. I love that so Mm -hmm. much, absolutely. Sam,
0: what's the weirdest food you've ever eaten?
3: I would say that the strangest thing might be like, Beef intestine, maybe, uh, It's the weirdest cut of meat I've had. It was in Korea, and it was not my favorite dish that I've had.
0: <laughs> did you know what you were eating before? I
3: did. I was told, and I was told exactly what the experience would be like and exactly how tough and chewy it was, and I still didn't really uh, expect it. <laughs>
0: well, what
1: celebrity would you cast to play you in the movie?
0: Maybe Emma Stone. Um, Sam, tell us what's something about you that people would be surprised to know. Other than that, you eat intestines or whatever
3: intestine, but you do. Yeah, <laughs> I have an intense love for the ukulele. <laughs> it's one of my most played instruments out of my 20 uh, something instruments that I can dabble with.
1: All right. Next question, Flo. Uh, what's something about you that people would be surprised to know?
2: Uh, I've been to Madagascar. Oh, that's, that's
1: cool. Awesome.
2: I spent a month in Madagascar in high school planting trees. They had a lot of animals in that movie that don't actually live in Madagascar. (laughs) So I had a moral problem
0: with it. Okay, Sam, if you could start a movement that was guaranteed to go global, what would it be?
3: Oh man, I would say uh, everybody kind of start to use their own land uh, more sustainably. Um, I think we need more grassroots uh, solar panels and water collection and composting and all of that, just kind of doing uh, what you can to make your life personally as net zero as possible.
1: Flo, what myth about women in STEM or STEAM would you like to dispel?
2: That they're intrinsically nerdy. I think my favorite thing about women is that we're so multifaceted and and multidimensional and capable of being interested and really good at a lot of different things, so
0: just, that there's all kinds of women in, in tech. So <laughs> how can you surprise yourself? Either a strength that you didn't know you had or a hangup that you realized you should not have worried about?
3: In my technical skills and my, um, my ability to perform my task on set, I, I mix and I edit, but I also go out on film crews and, and do the whole boom-op. I stand like that for 12 hours a day sometimes. And uh, and I suppose I've always had a little bit of imposter complex where uh, you just never quite feel like you can do the job 100%, maybe. And uh, just getting consistently good feedback from everybody I'm on set with has, uh, has really changed my perspective of myself, I suppose. And that was also a, a similar thread that was drawn through multiple of the guests this past year, was they all basically just said, you are never going to feel like the most skilled, most uh, educated person in the room, uh, you don't have to be 100% proficient at something to do it. Just get out, and plus, you're saying a lot of success is just being present. We're a lot more capable than we all think we are. I don't think that's just a a thing that applies to women. I think that's a a human thing.
1: And that's how you become, like, you know, an expert in your field, is because, yeah, you may not have done it all yourself but you put the team together to get the job done and that is so valuable because not many people have that skill
0: and if you're willing to you know admit that you need help and go to the experts for help that really frees you up to focus on what you're really good at and that allows you to really play to your strong suit and and shine absolutely
1: all right fill in the blank blank like a girl
0: speak up like a girl you guys are so awesome, and we are so, so grateful that y- that we have this little team, and you know, so much talent right here, and uh, such good intentions, and big dreams, and, and ambition. 2021 is going to be an awesome year, and I cannot think of three other people that I would rather be on this journey with than you guys.
3: You're awesome too, Sue, and Vanessa, <laughs> and Flo. <laughs> I haven't met you for too long yet, but you're awesome too. <laughs> oh, thank
0: you. Yeah, it's so
2: nice to to see all of you guys and to be on this team
3: ditto i i
1: I just feel so blessed to get to work with you guys every day it's like a full circle journey so i'm so happy that we're, we're on it together
0: hi everyone thanks so much for listening to this episode of we get real af we're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good We also want to give a big shout-out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds. that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. And we want to give a special thanks to Florence Lumsden, our associate producer for the We Get Real AF podcast. You can find Flo on LinkedIn at Florence Lumsden, L-U-M-S-D-E-N, or at her website, com. that's d-a-n-c-i-n f-l-o productions
1: we'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women